0: Welcome to Bridge Nine Podcast, episode number 11. I'm Tyler. I'm Brian. I'm Ryan. Coming up on uh, January the 17th, we have our Punk Rock Flea Market. It's going to be running from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. right here at our warehouse. Uh, the address for that is 119R Foster Street. Building number four, floor three in Peabody, Massachusetts. It's going to be a really good time. We did this a couple years ago. We weren't able to make it work last year, but we're back and we're really excited. We got labels like Triple B, Painkiller, Death Wish, Six Feet Under, Tor Johnson, a couple others, and we're also going to have a bunch of other cool small businesses and people just selling their personal collections, selling photography art just DIY stuff in general. I think we might have a couple food vendors there. So it's going to be just an all-around really good time and it's like an open house, open invitation. We're really excited about it and and hopefully y'all can make it out. Again, that's Saturday, January the 17th from 10 to 6. On this week, um this is the agnostic front interview. We had those guys stop by the office about uh two or three weeks ago at this point and they kind of just uh, took the reins and, and went to town. Chris introduced them, introduced the situation, and they just they went for it. And there's some cool stuff. There's some funny stuff, and there's some interesting stuff. And, yeah, it's cool. It's cool to hear that band speak about their career and themselves and still be genuine. Yeah. That's pretty much it. We kind of wanted to just give a brief intro and set that up, and we'll let the interview speak for itself. So we'll see you next time. Peace. Peace. Later.
1: I just want to take this moment to, I guess, uh, thank nasty Front for uh, coming by the Bridge Nine office, being part of our two thousand fifteen twenty year anniversary of the label, you know, interviews, and um, you know we've been working together for a while now.
2: Yes, we have. We've been working since since the well, maybe was it, it was another voice since the Warriors release?
1: It was. So I was trying to do the math, and I think the first time you know we talked was in. 2005 when you guys went on the Another Voice um, tour. tour and that was when you were doing Europe um, for six weeks and then you had a six week. Those days are over. Yeah. <laughs> a six week um, U.S. tour. Whoa. And I remember. I didn't hang myself. Yeah. Yeah. It was a long <laughs> tour. But I remember I hit up uh, actually Ono Cromack, you know, hit me up and said, hey, you know, we're doing this agnostic front tour. And terrible. Arnold Cromack is doing it. Right. Okay, good. Like, yeah, I, like I love is him. <laughs> RIP. But yeah, you know, you know, so he hit me up. I just remember I'd send him a package. You know, back in those days, I, yeah. I would mail a package every time we had new releases. You know, we would advertise in Hard Shock, and um, he was always very supportive of the label. So I would hook him up with stuff. And he had just gotten the Death Portrait on Our Friends Family Forever yeah. CD and liked it a lot, and I think it was literally a week the before the
2: tour, because Tara couldn't make it. Yep. Last minute, a week before. And, and that's when everything, all the communication started happening, that's when we got Death Before the on. Yeah. And then we got him on that tour quickly, like you said. That's when we kind of met through all the communication stuff. Then we quickly got him on the US tour, too. So we, yes. we gave him a back-to-back
1: tour of brutality. It's so funny, because those guys had never done more than six days.
3: In, in a, a row. row, yeah, like and you were, never know it. That's yeah. how they—they're they, professional. They were good I work mean, ethic. You know, great guys. Next thing you know, they're out there for twelve weeks. Yeah, yeah. Poor
2: band, we ruined them.
3: Next down. thing like you know, real <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: Next <laughs> thing you know, after those after those tours, divorces, breakups. All yeah. <laughs> 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 right, that was, crazy. It was a crazy. Those We had a
2: great time with that before signed. Yeah. It really was a fun tour. Both. Yeah. That in the U.S. it was just really great. Yeah. I just
1: remember because I think it was um, your booking agent here that hit me up after you guys were already in Europe, and she said, "You know, hey, maybe it was like Love's Red or some band, you know, who was yeah. supposed to be the first and they leg, canceled. Yeah. And then they canceled, like, hey, you know, you know, let's do something with that Before Dishonor. Well, you know
3: what? Made us friends then, with Dead Before Dishonor. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? mean now thing. they're my brothers.
1: You've done a lot of stuff with them since. Sure. Over yeah. The years. We're really good friends with We them. even got a
3: song that b- before Dishana on the new or album. Or and I always think I of think. Brian every time we play it. I can't help it. I don't know why. Nice. I <laughs>
1: can't help it. Don't know why. That before Dishana. DBD. Well, then, I mean, so that was 2000. I mean, even before that, Mike, I mean, you know, you weren't on the rise. <coughs> yep. And yeah. I met you again at Anno's. And that was Anno's Fest, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, Anno's so,
0: Hardcore Party. Yeah. Life size poster of
2: Yeah. too,
3: right?
2: I think they were, yeah. yeah we we're, we're, were on tour together. Yeah. That's when I, the, the bus driver wanted to throw us out. He said, We were worse than Wu Tang Clan. Uh, Wu Tang Clan, remember? Yeah. He said, He's You guys are worse than Wu Tang Clan. I was like, Really? And his ass was on the yeah. ride. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. On the ride. Yeah, we tried to throw us out of the bus on that day. Arnold goes in that bus, straighten that hippie out.
1: He was freaking out because I think on that bus I did mushrooms one night and I was just running through the bus like
0: a maniac.
1: Worse than Wu Tang Clan.
0: Wow.
1: That was great. Oh man. Because yeah, well, I was over there with Slapshot and they did. Uh, I mean that's where I saw On the Rise. Yep. And um and then I came back to Boston and you know within six months I think we reissued the release that Ice Cream we put out over there it wasn't out it wasn't available here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh yeah that's right. It was on Ice Cream Records and then you guys picked yep. it up and released mm-hmm. it in the here. States. That's right, yeah. And then you guys broke up. Yeah then we broke up. Just like every other band.
0: Mm. <laughs> yeah you've
2: probably been through that ringer a lot right. of times. <laughs> <laughs> we
1: we had a band the summer that broke up after a month after the album came out.
2: Yes. Wow.
1: We did a whole tour of the state we didn't reach the west coast. We went as far as Texas.
3: Yeah that's far. You went to the Domingo yeah,
2: remember that. You were yeah, in Colorado. I, I, you were. Yeah, you know.
3: Yeah, we did... A, a, I did great. I was a big fan one. of On The Rise. Yeah. yeah. Really. I remember it was that. a lot of
1: fun.
2: I remember that tour you went on.
1: And Roger, you did guest on it, so that was the, yeah. that was your first time on a time release. That's right. Number 37. On
0: so, Rise was a lot of and Then fun. we did
2: our... We, yeah. we ended up doing the singles, and then we ended up doing the uh, United Blood and a Victim of Pain re-releases. That's
1: right. So in 2007, we did the um, <coughs> this, the single for the Warriors released on Nuclear Blast. Yep. And then 2009, I remember I hit you up in 2008, and I said, and I, was, I, was, I said, um, I'd love to do some sort of 25th anniversary release for United Blood, yep. and I think we talked about it briefly, and then I think like a, a year went by, and then out of the blue, you hit me up and said, hey, what about a 25th anniversary for Victim in Pain? And um, that, was, that was an awesome email to get, so we basically pulled that together. And and you did a great came, job Those are it was a beautiful it came out beautiful
2: and then we did the reissue of um something else
1: live at CBG. live at cbg so that was doing in th- tour 2012 and we did that little tour and we did play the New york show yeah that was a fun record to, to 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 reissue and put out together like you know putting the uh, embossing the boots on it yeah
2: it came out really nice when you that was kind of like the black second reissue of uh big big, big yep.
3: and right right yep. <clears throat> and now we got a new
1: album yeah, just yeah we just in the studio with paul
3: minor yeah paul minor is great we got a brand new record we got craig skinhead craig from uh from boston yeah now he's in the band now it's great man new record is back hard it's it's just hardcore it's
2: definitely more of a hardcore record more yeah, right? it's, yeah.
3: It's more organic, organic. You like that? Who said that? They said that. Organic. Was more organic. It's, yeah. No, no, it's wrong. Well, I'm trying to sound like you, oh, know, you know, know, I'm like kind of going on the the in a, in a, a, in a vegan tip in our over here. New
2: rec- <laughs> in our new record, we have uh, we, we initially had eight songs, which extend to about ten. that we call the uh, Sunday Matinee sessions. And then we yeah. went in, and this sounds just <laughs> like something right out of Hardcore Sunday Matinee. We had a uh, Rich L- Rich Lodge from the Alligators instead. Yeah. Me and him kind of, we you know we brainstormed a lot about a lot of stuff like you know like we do with the Alligator stuff. He came over, he helped produce those songs. Yeah, he's great. He was doing anything with us, and good it guy. sound like insane, kind of like Alligatorish but AF. Yeah. You know? yep. Crazy. We have a good eight of those within the record. Yeah. And then we extended to some other songs. And Mike came up with a song called Old New York. It was fucking great. I kind of hooked up the second part of the verse and switch some of the music, but, you know, it was going to be the title of the record. I said, yeah, the title was tend- tentatively was either um, American Dream Died or Old New York. But I thought the American Dream d- Died was, was more coherent what's going on right now with <laughs> the world with everything. All the scandals and all the bullshit that we're getting put through the ringer right now. So then I went, after I told him that, he went, and he goes, yeah, you know, the next day he called me up and goes, I got this song, you know. Uh, and he goes, let me send it to you. I think I think it's good. I think I could be onto something. You know, let me just send it to you. So he sent it to me, and I heard it. I was like, yeah, you're really onto something. I like where you're going. Yeah, he, he had just some rough lyrics. And I said, I like where you're going. I think you know, my one of my favorite movies is Taxi Driver. I said, you know, just Vision Taxi Driver, Vision that kind of old New York was what I would do. And he did. He came up with the first verse. He came up with the second verse. And he had the music. We just sped it up just a little bit. Threw a couple cool breaks in it. And I think it's going to be a classic. And it actually has a Taxi Driver intro. Nice. I had to throw it in there, right. my favorite movie. And that was kind of one of the last ones. And then he also came up with a really good song called The American Dream Died. And it, thought, it was kind of in the same vein as what we were doing with these uh, Sunday matinee sessions. But The American Dream Died is more like something you would hear maybe on Liberty and Justice. For yeah, it's very yeah. socially aware. Yeah. The, the,
3: that, and one's more like like straight up Sunday matinee. Very eclectic, the album. It, it, it well, you give up it, with these words. Because I watch Eclectic. Fox 5, not like you morons. Fox with CNN. Fox 5 It's like the worst
2: thing to watch.
3: <laughs> but I can say it's really it's a roller coaster. It really is. You got this, you get that. The way we laid it out, I hope, you know, we're still working we're on it. We're listening to
2: layouts right now, we're listening to sequence. Yeah. Believe me, I've listened to these songs, I've got 12 different sequences that go crazy I'm Yeah, sometimes
3: animated. it fogs you up a little Sometimes, you know, here's what I do I write a song for Yeah, we know my, what you do Here's what, what I do, what I do. Besides Tell I,
2: us what you do Besides nothing sh- besides... Quiet, 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 Stephen's gonna talk, what do you do?
3: Stim? What do I do? I don't do nothing, that's my job <laughs> My job is to do nothing, I'm gonna retire in 36 months
2: I'm gonna <laughs> No, reti- tell us about
3: the song, what you do Oh Anyway, I write the song. song. Let's say I get a guitar in my my kitchen. I wake up, I have a cup of coffee, I write a song, right? I put it on the thing, right? I I record it. put it on the thing. And then, like, I forget about it. Like, I go back to it, like, like six months later. Right? Six, eight months later, marron. You forget how good it is sometimes. Forget about it. Forget about it. You just got to (laughs) forget about it. That's what they tell me when I present the songs. Hey, what do you think it is? Forget about it. Meanwhile, they should have listened to me all along. Yeah, all that's along. That's right. That's why this album's going to come out great. Better than a lot of our other records because finally it's back to, to Vinnie Stigma's <laughs> theory of hardcore. St- in, into Vinnie Stigma's vault. Yes. We had to go into Vinny Into the Stigma's vault and rob all those fucking yeah. riffs well, I so, had. I mean,
1: how many tapes do you have just in a closet? Thousands of them. Thousands <laughs> of them. <laughs> What is,
3: what is He's a songwriting teach? machine. That's right. I write a half a song, and I throw it away. I come back to Troll it two away. years <laughs> later. And then it's, Then you complete it. You, or you give it to somebody and say, Here, here's a half a song.
2: Now let's put it this way. Acapone's got nothing hilarious. on his vault compared to Vinny Steak. Yeah, that's right. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Just ask Corrado Rivera.
2: What was that calling, Corrado Rivera? We speak of what? What was that? He
3: opened he up the fault there was no nothing no in it.
2: No, 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 we speak of social justice. Oh,
3: social that was Phil, uh, oh, yeah, Phil Phil Donahue, uh, right, yeah. Well, I know. didn't even know what I said <laughs> what? myself, how but it sounded right real now? good.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I made him look stupid. Yeah, you, you definitely made everybody think about what the hell happened, because nobody yeah. knows what you said. Hey, uh, you got
3: to be socially aware, baby.
2: A, you did him a curveball. He
3: you didn't know? know how to respond. He's like,
2: what the fuck just happened? Yeah, even I saw that skunk. To, took over his show. Yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the way it is. And I sat down. I was like, holy shit. I do <laughs> That fucking hot well, on. You could curse on here, right? Playing.
2: Yeah.
3: You could curse, right? Is that uh, all right? Yeah.
1: Well, you already did.
3: Well, because you couldn't curse on a lot of radio shows, you know. You know how that goes.
1: Yeah. Uh, you can say whatever you want here.
3: Yeah. Coffee, coffee. <laughs> Time for a cup of coffee around here, Jesus
1: Christ. Where'd the roadies go? They want to get
3: the coffee.
2: get me coffee.
3: <laughs> Here they are. Uh, Here's your coffee. There you go. Just Just Look at
0: that. Please, <laughs> please. <laughs>
3: coffee. <laughs> I get the one with the paper cup.
2: Yeah, We that both one. have paper, paper cups.
3: Why? You like the small? comes yeah. in the paper cup. It tastes better. The other one come in styrofoam. styrofoam. <laughs> you know, that'll kill you. You, you. you know, you want to die healthy when sure. you die.
0: See You're when die I healthy when you die healthy. It's true. You want to die that? healthy. So that's be- why I'm
3: going to be a vegan. So when I, when I go to the, I don't when I die when people come up to the coffin, I want to look so grotesque <laughs> that they turn away. Right? I want my mouth crooked yeah, like that. You know, my I eyes so die giant. healthy
2: for the worms.
3: Yeah, fuck them too. <coughs> <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts. That's from Boston. Dunkin' that, Donuts. That
0: is. I learned that originally. from my friend Brian. Is yeah. it really
1: originally? Yeah. Yes, of yeah. course it is. Rhode Island. So you're, you're drinking like Boston coffee. You got a you know Boston guitar player,
0: yeah. Yeah.
3: right? We've been we've supported Boston many times, and yeah. I always said I I did I had somebody do a tweet for me that when you had the Boston bombing,
1: yep.
3: the New York is with you. Yeah. yeah. Boston, New York's always always with you, you know, because you know, a we, lot of we guys always, came down. That's always that's the, always,
2: the day that's the, day the, the r- r- rivalry died, I think. Yeah. yeah. No, honestly, we we always. We've always been very welcome there. We've always had great shows here.
0: Yeah,
2: you know, the, the very beginning, early there was a couple of little stupidity, but it was. It was hey, we, we could, all, but we could blame that on being young.
3: Yeah, yeah. you know, but we that was
2: washed t- quick, and it's always been great. And the same thing, the Boston bands were always welcome with us too. You know, it's always yeah play with every band you could think of. Let's forget it. You know, yeah.
3: you know, we stood at Choke's house years ago. He even bought bought us beer. Yeah. yeah, i never forget that. I was like, and I wasn't even a big guy or anything. I don't even remember this. You know? this I remember crazy. that. I remember right. that. And remember that was, was big. I mean, he's been, you know, king of the straight edge guys. Yeah. But it shows that he's got an open mind.
1: And, they, and he put out a new record last year, too. Yeah. yeah. And, and my this year,
3: this year, actually. My guitar player's on that record. He's yep. my guitar player. <laughs> you hear that joke? <laughs> huh. But it's great. He's, in the, he's still in the game. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know? I respect anybody that's been around for you know twenty five, thirty years. Because how many bands, you know, the, the, in the beginning or whatever, they go away. Then twenty years later, they come back. Yeah. You know, excuse me, excuse me. I got two ways to say that. One, welcome back, brother. We missed you. We love you. I'm so happy you're back. And the other way, fuck you, motherfucker. Where the fuck were you when all these kids needed you? <laughs> You know, you don't come back and want to be on the same plateau or higher when all these other bands are working hard. True. And times change, you know what I mean? Wait, you're just going to come waltz back in?
0: Get in the
2: back of the line. Get
3: in the back of the fucking line.
2: Well said. Well, it is what it is. He's it's, 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 it's very right about that. A lot of people are just out there on their records they put out. Jesus, in the 80s. And I mean, I'm, I'm kind of, I agree with a lot of stuff he says, but... I mean, if you come back, cool, but how passionate are you? How about a new record? Yeah. Show the people. Yeah. Show the scene. Right. Show who you can. Of course, your yeah, record's a classic, and well, I give it to you, you know? But we're, how actively are you? Is it actively to cash in? Or we're talking integrity because, here. Because you're passionate, because you love it, you missed it. I got songs, I got music, I really want to come back. Or is it, I'm back for the check? Yeah, the okay. mm-hmm. And that's... I'm
3: back because I'll go through a midlife yeah. crisis. See, I never had a midlife crisis.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah, I never did. He's I been ne- old since I joined the band. I'm too stupid to have a old old midlife old crisis. This, this
2: guy's been old since I joined the band. I was like, man, you're old. Yeah, he used to I mean, laugh at me when I all the time.
3: <laughs> I was 32 <laughs> at the
2: time, and you no, were Oh, you were young. You're a lot younger. Than I
3: know, but you I remember you laughed at me when I was 32. Now look at you. You're old. Yeah, twenty
2: six. I was like this fucking guy. Look at this guy.
3: When Roger first joined the band, he was, of course, my greatest friend in the world, and I loved him so much. And I was like his older brother, and I took him in and all that. And through the years, he wound up being taking care of me and being my older brother, you know, and I went astray, I was drinking, I was going crazy, and Roger always was well grounded and. You know, he was like my, he wound up being like my older brother, really, you know, so thank you for that, thank you for that. Steve
1: was retired in 36 months. Yeah, 36 months. Wait a
3: a minute, wait a minute. (laughs) Yeah,
2: I'm going to be 62 and I want my fucking checks and everything. Wait a minute, but then Roger moves to Arizona. In comes (laughs) me. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, Mike Gal, the new
1: babysitter. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. thank God I got Mike, I got to say
2: the new
1: so how long have you been living in Arizona now
2: I've been there for eight years now okay I, I, maybe not going yeah that, that, that long I've been married for eight my daughter's seven and this year in August will be nine years I've been down there it's weird because you know what I've always loved it I love I, 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 torn America I loved it you know and it's one of those places that initially I went there we really the intention was to go there for a year two years max my wife finished her studies she left because she was in college she just left and said let me go finish it you know so we go there so she could finish it and then we go okay we'll, we'll figure out where we're gonna go next but you get there next thing you know we start having babies then we start thinking where we're we gonna go it's 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 so affordable to live there it's so like how can i haul back two kids to manhattan or new york city and make it work yeah it's ridiculous they, they you know, and as long as I was near an airport, was okay. I got my a job out there. I was okay. And with the technology in our days, we do everything. Like I told you, Mike sent me a song. Cool. I like it. Uh, here, and I sent him back a second verse. And, and that's how we do things. Yeah. Well, I, well I, we did, they demoed the whole they demoed the whole album here in Boston at uh, somebody's house. Yeah. John Dean. John Dean. Huh? Yeah. yeah. They demoed the whole thing. Well, almost the whole thing. And then they sent it to me. And, and he said to me with all him singing, too, just because we you know, were already been demoing on the road and stuff. And we go back and forth, change this, change that, whatever, you know. And, it's easy and he's still thousands
3: of miles away from me, so he it works out good for him.
0: Yeah, you don't
1: see.
3: get to
2: see. Yeah. He's lucky. Oh,
3: it
0: works out good <laughs> for me, never mind
3: him.
2: <laughs> <laughs> i
3: to deal with this It's insanity. like a bad
2: marriage. It's like yeah. a bad marriage, and we really iron for, for the kids.
3: Really That's in it for the kids. Really That's about Trump it. Is. <laughs> That's
1: me. And long
3: overdue <laughs> Beansy good guy too yeah I got a big I got a nice torpedo cigar for when I see him later nice me and him were cigar guys me him Craig you know I'm trying to get like a cigar club going on he's gonna
2: here. go off to something
3: crazy well I'm just saying you <laughs> wanna Beansie talk shit over him. here or what yeah, I'm gonna trying gonna get to get my cigar you. club talk, you got the car Tell club about your movie wait, career
2: come on wait, wait I'm
3: talking about my cigar club now here I'm <laughs> trying to get going on anybody out there wanna hang around with me and smoke a cigar we're more than welcome do That's go? all.
2: Where do they go to join?
3: Anywhere, group? anywhere I am, anywhere you are. Just light up a cigar and have a good, you know, relax. A glass of wine, a cigar. There you go. So he was like, Bloomberg hates cigars. Uh, yeah, Bloomberg. He smokes. He, no, he smokes cigars. That's clever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you
1: need to get like a Twitter account for that, Because so yeah. people, whenever they, they'll know where you're going to be.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. I'll tell idea. you where he's going to
1: be sleeping, in his bed. No,
3: we're going to no, be know at why
2: the... You
1: th- can't do that, because I'm going to have to be doing the tweets, because he doesn't know how
3: to No, do no, later, <laughs> where I'm going to be oh, yeah, is at sleep. the church till later, till later today, at 9 o'clock tonight. Be at the church, everybody.
1: Well, in three months when this airs. Oh,
3: well, you're three months late. <laughs> yeah, you missed it. Yeah, go go to church more often. Maybe you catch me there. <laughs>
1: Niko goes to church every
3: day. I do go to church every day. He does. I do go to church every day. And I curse out all my fucking enemies. <laughs> he wishes
1: death on him. I wish
3: death on all my fucking enemies. That's right. I just go and ask for
1: forgiveness every morning.
3: But and I forgive myself. As long as my, my friends and my family, I pray good for you. All you guys, you're my friends. You ain't got to worry. But I put the fucking horns on all those other
2: motherfuckers out there. But well, Pokey, are you going to say anything? Pokey, talk to a chance to uh, the poor yeah. guy. Say something in Chinese, Pokey. Yeah, say something in Chinese. No, you can't get a word he in. A word in. We all have Chinese fans listening. Say something. <laughs> <laughs> Don't curse. <laughs> Don't, curse. <laughs> Don't curse. He <laughs> didn't curse. He,
0: curse.
2: <laughs> he cursed
3: the Chinese. He didn't even
2: know. He didn't even know. <laughs>
3: We're so eclectic, this band, man. We got Cubans, Chinese, Italians, Speaking Jews. Speaking of we got everybody. That, that
2: came, that's coming down, the, the whole thing. You should be watching on the news, breaking news. Yes. What what's that? what's that? That was the, the cover Cuba. of the newspaper today. Oh, yeah,
3: yeah. right. Oh, did we great. ever go finally, back. Finally,
2: finally Grudge coming. We're trying to go. It's now. about time, too. We were we trying, trying to really... go last year. We did all the paperwork. We sent it in. I get a letter. Six months passed the day we were going to go, saying, well, just reviewing your package out, but since it was six months ago, I guess we don't need to go any further with this. That's the letter I got. So I didn't bother replying. I'm like, yeah, you should have replied to this maybe eight months ago, but like six months past the date. So I'm like, you know, I don't want to bother with this anymore. All right, we'll do it again. But now things are looking good. Yeah. You know, things all are looking of sudden, good. All of a sudden, overnight. Yeah. Overnight, all of a sudden. You know why? Well, like, there's got to be what's, what's
3: an agenda. You pull the plug, it'll sink. What? You pulled the plug on that island? No. Really, I'm not a scared of Cuba. I love Cuba. You know what I mean? I got look at this guy. I practically get married to this guy over we here. We played
2: with a great Cuban hardcore band in Canada recently on, on our Canadian Questions? Games. No. Aravio. Oh, questions. Questions from Brazil. Right, right, right. Sorry. And we played with them in um, in Canada. It was great. We did like four or five shows together. Yeah, were excited. Yeah. Prior to us playing together, I was in contact with the guitar player. And... Just via emails through somebody else, and and uh, and, he, and they sent him some shirts, because apparently they love Agnostic Front Cuba. They do, because I'm Cuban. They know that. And I, to them, Agnostic Front and the Ramones are the greatest things in Cuba. You know, very very big underground punk hardcore movement. So I got them to play the black and blue bow. In America, <coughs> they came all the way from Cuba. They played, but nobody knew who they were. <coughs> they played uh, when Judge played and Mabo played. And it was so much that was so much publicized, which was great, but this band came from Cuba. Cuba yeah, hardcore really. band. Yeah. And nobody said nothing. Like it didn't even happen. And, and they came all the way from Cuba, they played and they went back to Cuba. Like, who the fuck does that? You know yeah, what I mean? really. And it was like they have footage of them playing or stuff, but like it's like, how come nobody mentioned that? Yeah, yeah. Like this is far bigger news to me. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, that's what I'm states. trying to say in a place like Cuba, a band mm. coming from Cuba an
3: a oppressed
2: country kids is, like that. I mean, we and they're real. good and they're really good. <clears throat> you know what I mean? They came, they played and, and, and uh, they loved it. There was no complaints. They met my brother. They were so happy. They loved the show. I just got an email from one of the guys. He, he wants to try. They want to come to the black and blue this year. If I can help them again, because it's through an organization. They got there called. Um.
3: Through music organization. Yeah, it's a... a, it's a
2: uh, I forgot the name off the top of my head. I can't remember the name of... Uh, uh, it's a rock association. Like they they do... It's a exchange. It's a transfer exchange with Canada and Cuba or, or Europe. And of course, they don't have this with America because there's no relations. Yeah. But got them to play in New York.
1: That's awesome.
2: Legally, they flew all from Cuba into New York. They got videos of them in New York and they flew back. And because they did that, because they came back, they were allowed to keep doing this stuff. Mm-hmm. If any of them takes off yeah. I'm sure that, that that's, it's over so, and, and so and little it, does anybody know they, those guys are the uh, they broke ground together. they did break ground they broke, yeah, round, man, they broke ground the band's called nice. you can look it up online and I, I did a video with them I, I sang on a song for them they, they did like a little video it kind of squeezes in like when they met us in Canada and I sang and a song for them and they're a great band and they're, they're excited I'm still in contact with them and, and their dream was to bring Gnostic Front to keep it in play it was all set up everything set up and uh, Ian yeah. from uh, Ian uh, from, uh, is all set up. I'll go there, video, everything. All set up. And we're all waiting, waiting, waiting. Six months later, I get the lead. I sent it to Ian. I sent it to everybody. Like, hey, look at this shit. You know, like.
3: Sorry, we'll get the shit But chance. we'll get there. We'll get there. Who was the last time I you were
2: there? I left <coughs> there when I was uh, five years old.
3: Imagine the epitaph, a kid from Cuba, escapes Cuba, comes to America, joins one of the greatest hardcore bands, and years later goes back to Cuba, a hero. That's, that's it.
1: That's basically the- That's, I,
3: that's I, it for I, me, man. I
1: couldn't even imagine the show that you guys would have, that first show would be-
2: we were expected to be, you know, it is what it is. Of course, it was going to be in Santiago, in different areas of Cuba, and then we were going to do one in, in uh, Havana, that's where I was born too, but it's so commercialized there- and they're more straight up underground. Like, we we're gonna play the show that was a 500 year anniversary of that city. 500 year anniversary of that city, and, and we didn't play it because we couldn't get there. And it was gonna be very like whatever amps are there, whatever's going on there, yeah. you know, very real. You know, like they're, they're, they don't got. A we're great not like PA. that anyway. You know, you, you, you they'll tell you we don't have any great PA's or having. They don't have it.
3: But yeah, it's okay
2: so okay well, we're we'll there. that's all that matters I, want, I nice. want to go play in my country they this is what was made right. of
1: they have whatever was made in that yeah, that's yeah, all that matters nice you know that we there you can a
2: banjo in the fucking world the 1950s yeah. cars there. So yeah. they're not gonna have any you know they got stuff yeah. in Havana there's a professional club Sepultura went there and played they left them for free the whole gear it's all there Wow. but it's it's very tied into the government and it's kind of weird how it's it's a weird kind of a club And they finally got us to play in there Obviously, waiting, waiting, waiting. Well, we're gonna go. Don't worry. We'll get there. I know before I drop dead. Yeah. Well, before I drop dead. Yeah. Well, this guy's a lot older, so I got him You know, I'm
3: in the Deadpool already. Never gonna drop dead this guy. Yeah. Yeah, Too old to die. (laughs) 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 Never too
2: old to cry. We'll get there. That's the plans.
3: So, that's one of our future things that. We got a European, couple of European tours coming up. We got the new album coming out, new video, behind the scenes. We work. We work with my friend Todd. Yeah, <clears throat> you know. We I have hit... yet to hit
2: all the Asian countries too. Um, just, I'm a little bit nervous, but we do want to go because it's time. Everybody's been going. Everybody's been coming back. I just got, you know, I, I don't like to do things unless everything is in my hand and I know there's a return <laughs> ticket. I know yeah. the last thing I want to do is get stuck somewhere. Uh, you know, and I got kids, too, so I'm worried, you know? I want to make sure it's going to be smooth, fair, everything's going to come back real yeah. nice. I'm going to go home. Yeah. I want to go home safe,
1: healthy. That's all I care. Well, if you've made it this far. Yeah. I'm not going
3: and to go. believe me, we went through the things, I man, back in the day with guys shooting at us, ballroom brawls. I mean, back in the early 80s in Texas, you know what I mean? Freddie was like eight years old, seven years old. We had him with us, people throwing bottles. I mean, we went yeah, we through, went through a, a, lot. a
2: lot. of shit. Those are the days, you know. There, you know, something about those days that, you know, I love today, because today, it, it's, it's a great time, too, you know. I can't live in the past. Luckily and thankfully, I do have my mind for the past. I mean, what, what, what made bands like Agnostic Front was that element of danger that existed in New York City. I mean, people would go to shows at CBGBs, they were scared. Where are you going to go to see a show? In New York City. Whoa, are you going to go to New York? It was scary to go to New York back then. It was scary to go into New York City. If you lived in Long Island, if you lived in New Jersey, going to the city was a big deal. That element of danger will create this great underground hardcore movement, this great underground artist movement, everything, but that's all gone. That's what our song, Old New York, is about. So luckily enough, I have my memory. I can remember all these things, and I can re- like just like Vinny does or Pokey. You know, Mikey came a little bit later, but we have these memories, and we remember these things, and that's what keeps us alive. That's why we could write our songs. Because if anybody was to pick up Victim in Pain and go to New York City and, like, what is this guy writing about? What is this songs about? This is this is a nice place. Yeah. Look at all these fancy places. Well, it wasn't like that.
3: That's you know, everywhere now. Son, and through
2: the 80s into the, mm-hmm. and going into the 90s, that shit was a ghetto. Yeah. You know, but it is what it is. You know, And you know what? We do miss the old New York. I do miss it. I, as long as I, I know it sounds crazy, I, I, I miss seeing prostitutes on the streets. I miss seeing homeless people on the Bowery. I may mean, hug a, a homeless person on the Bowery if I see one. I miss it. I miss that Cats, real-
3: dogs running around. Yeah, wild. I miss real yeah, fucking right. people. In, in the streets. Last
2: time I was in New York, people. I, mean, I do a car show there with the Rumblers Car Club I'm part of in <laughs> Brooklyn. And we couldn't do it because of noise. Under a BQE. Because yeah. of noise. Under the highway. That's Where the fuck you live in New York City? You moved into New York City and you complain and about it noise. That's area.
1: what goes on, you know. Yeah, my in my building, in you got a whole country
2: highway country above country, the fucking anyway. thing, and that's what happens everywhere in New York City. Everybody, that's what happened <laughs> to CBGBs. They complain about the noise. That's my what friend happened at the Rat here in Boston. Yeah, yeah. Complain about the noise. Don't you know it's gonna be noisy if you move into a big city? Stay the fuck yeah. out. My friend the used city, to, be the city. My friend
3: Gary used to put up the the Christmas tree lights. Across the street from my house on the whole building, used to light it up. And he used to light it up on my birthday. That's when you light the, uh, the t- tree up on December 3rd, right? He used to do it every year. And he used to spit it in, it, put it on for you. And one year, somebody complained about the lights or whatever. That's it. Now, wait a minute. The kick is the person who complained moved out. You know yeah. why? Is it- they could go be miserable somewhere else. <coughs> but now he can't put the lights up no more. Now they have the street put up the lights. Like on the lampposts, how they put... Nah. Yeah. But he used to do it himself for 40
2: years. My friend Gary did it. It's a shame. It ha- not only does it happen in New York. We saw it in New York because we live in New York. It happened everywhere. All over the world. Berlin. Yeah. Uh, every, Amsterdam. D- Dublin. World. At world. Uh, here Boston. Every major city. England. Every major city became what it became. It's kind of sad. So if you want those elements of danger and all that shit, now you got to go out to the suburbs, you know? But I'm just saying, you know, I don't wish I put my kid... I'm a father now. Yeah. I, I, the, you know, I don't want my kids to walk my path, to be honest with you. I want the best for them, you know? Well, but sometimes I sit at home and I think about, like, you know, how great it was that I got what I got out of the city. I, I, I got these things that my kids won't ever get. And, and sometimes I think about that. And, and I tell them a lot. I tell them all the stories. They love my stories. Like, <laughs> oh, when I had a rat. It's yeah, yeah. I tell them yeah. the favorite stories. You
3: know, I used I to mean, carry a rat in my pocket, yeah. like a rat. In my, a rat I, I would never do that today. Like, you I'm afraid rat of toilet. rats now. Just
2: crazy shit. I tell them the stories, and then, like, I had an alligator flush it down the fucking toilet. Shoo. We you had pit in the house. A little baby alligator. I didn't flush it down the toilet. My stepdad did, because he wanted me to have an alligator, you know? Yeah. They're thrilled. I told them every time we go to the bathroom because I was like their age, I'd be afraid to poop because I thought I was going to bite my ass. <laughs> you know, and they went and told the story in school. <laughs> you know, and then the teacher's uh, like, well, uh, what about that alligator story? So, uh,
1: you know, I didn't know they were
2: going to say <laughs> that. How many, how many
1: parent-teacher teacher, uh, conferences have you had?
2: I've had a few. My children are great kids, thank God. You know, I mean, I'm just saying, they're really good kids. It's a little weird because, you know, and, and so it's the cool thing about the school there, and they're in a school now. uh. Immersion school, they're learning Spanish and English. There's other hardcore people there. Like I see, saw a guy the other day, I know these tattoos, all straight edge tattoos, and I want to talk to him, he's from California. And it was like, oh shit. And we, you know, you see, we're parents out there, you know. Yeah, we've been right. through what we've been through, we want the best for our kids. Yeah. And it was a time and time, I guess I lived, I lived in the streets, I lived in a van. Do I want that for my kid? Right. We
3: want more. In hardcore, we need more entrepreneurs like you. We need more doctors but lawyers. But I'll tell you what, though. You know, if if I had to. More
2: bands. If I had to live in a cardboard box as long as there's love, yeah. I would do that over anything. In a gigantic bullshit house where everybody hates each other, nobody talks to each other, or if you have to need a bullhorn to have a conversation. I'd rather live in a cardboard box. I'd rather live in a van with my family and he has. as long as there's
1: love. Yeah.
3: Yeah, and he talks the talk and walks the walk, Roger. I gotta say, you
2: know.
1: I was see, I have a daughter that's almost three and a half as well, and uh, I was interviewed a while ago um, about like, do I want my daughter to have similar experiences as me? <clears throat> do I want her to deal with some of the, you know, any any of the adversities that I have dealt with? And um, I think your initial reaction is you want to protect them. You know, you yeah, want to make sure right. they don't they the parental
3: don't do that. thing. Yeah,
1: <clears throat> but um, you know, a friend of mine. Dan from Painted Black was interviewed as well for it and he countered and he said, look, you know, I read what Chris wrote, but I feel, you know, I, I want my kid to have a lot of these, you know, I, I want them to have some of these um, experiences mm. that even if they're negative because it, yeah. you know, it does build character. It sure, I, I see that edge too. You
3: know. It's the same thing when I took my kid to a hardcore show years ago with H Two O. He was on the stage. He was going to do a stage dive. Half of me was going, "Go for it, go for it!" Then the other half was, like,
2: "No, no, no, don't, don't do it." Yeah, but you know, you know what, Chris? Um, I, know, I was going to say something. Speaking of all this stuff, parenting and all that stuff, it's 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 you know, like you, it's it's just as normally you just want to protect your children. But we grew up especially I came from Cuba, you know, and I grew up in, in bad neighborhoods, struggling. My mom, three kids. My mom was 22 years old, three kids from Cuba, here alone, you know. And flew right from Florida, right, into New York, into Queens, into Jersey, you know. And we grew up in the ghettos. We grew up in bad neighborhoods. Did we know as kids? No, it was all normal. Mm. I'm playing with all the other ghetto kids, and, all, and it was normal life. For us it was normal life for my mom she would go to work I'd stay at home watch my brothers and sisters and I was six, seven years old. I shouldn't have been doing that but my mom my mama had to go make money for us. there was a lot of stuff but when you're living amongst it it's normal <clears throat> but now when you grow up and you and you review your life, why go back there? why do I have to take my children back to that area when I when I've worked so hard to be here and I, I'll tell them about it you know I let mm. them know about it. Let them know about my experiences, but do I want them to go backwards? No. I want them to move forward. That's why my family came from Cuba here. Right. That was my family's dream to come from Cuba to America, is the American dream. But you gotta be asleep to believe it. Yeah. But you know what I mean? It's the truth. Yeah. Like, I, I'm i perfectly normal Yeah. You're sitting next to me. I grew up in yeah. shit areas. Yeah, but you. It was you, normal to me, and I loved it. I love it. I in the was club. telling my wife the other day. We had a club. I would build a club. I was out of doors, bullshit doors. Doors we found in the street. And we took a paint can, we put a hole in the paint can, we took the gutter from the fucking side of the building, put that in there, and we threw oil in there. Um, no, we threw we made a little fire and we cooked plantains, bananas in it. Now dangerous that shit is. You know? Cause we, we just got a little bullshit fireplace. Yeah. She's telling me how to do it right. I'm like, I oh, don't fuck. I did it in a fucking paint can and I made cut a hole in it, did this, and it was just fine. I've survived. Yeah. I roasted I, I roasted a fuck I did I did bananas over it, you know. And she's like, "No, you could do this." I'm like, well,
3: it worked for me, and the ghetto was fine." You know, yeah. well, that's, that's what really I mean. hard like living. That, you
2: know? But
3: as long as there's love there, yeah, I don't care. You know, if it's a paint can or a Viking stove, you know, it's, it's there's love there. That's all that matters. As as I sit here right now, my kids, my kid is homesick. He's got a little cold or a flu, but I, I know he's all right. But still, you know what I mean? The sacrifices that we make to do this. You know, and people see you on a stage for like an hour, let's say, half hour, whatever it is, 40 minutes, whatever. You know, they go home. I'm here, this is early in the morning, to late at night. My I, my tour ain't over till Tuesday, the, the 22nd of Monday, about 3 o'clock. A couple of days from now, before yeah, Christmas.
1: For, for everyone else, it was something they did that night. Yeah,
3: well, but that's okay. But I come to deliver uh, the message. <coughs> I'm the messenger. You know what I mean? I preach the gospel of hardcore. And that's what, you know, I... What I believe in, and you know, which is all good. We played with uh, a bunch of bands last night. Uh, 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 reason to fight, the struggle, w- the struggle, reason to fight, and uh, ballroom champs. Everybody and all those bands are all my friends. Love them all. I love them so much. Uh, I, I'm going to get a Rodan, I love Island, I'm going to get an anchor tattoo, just because I love all those guys yeah. and all those people. You know what I mean? Right now, when I get over here, we're in Boston. Now. I just consider Boston. Well, we oh, go to, Bo- to the, the city, Boston. Boston. I'm going to see my friend Brian and all my my other friend KO, all my friends. You know, we've been coming here for years. And we, I can't wait to see them. You know, I love it. Love, love it. Hey, I could drive home. What's not to love, you know? Yeah. And today they got that guy on trial, that guy, the bomb guy. I hope they fucking hang that motherfucker.
1: That's happening in Boston today? Boston,
3: Boston. Yeah. The guy that did the marathon, bomb, yeah, the, the marathon, marathon guy. And remember, we don't run from nobody.
1: Unless you're Hollywood.
3: That's that's the, yeah. the, the runner theme. <laughs> that's the next year's <laughs> that's runner's delicious. theme. You know, for the run thing. Yeah. Because I really, you know, I really was there. You know, I really it brought back a lot of things to me, too. You know? Yeah,
2: nobody wishes that. Yeah, really. I mean... And how nice they had at these people. They were getting all
3: kinds of endorsements, grants, schools, housing. And they were just not good people. It's bottom line, you know. I don't know why they want to be such haters when they're getting such good treatment. You don't like it? Go away!
2: I I'm living proof of that, you know. Like, I see a lot of people like, oh, look, America is what it is. Do I like the government? No. I mean, I write about it. I'm in a punk band. I'm sure there's a lot of shit I don't agree with A lot more than anything I agree with But would I rather live anywhere else? No You know what I mean? But there's people that just Fucking They go a little bit passive But you know you could easily And whenever I want to I could pack my bags and get the fuck out Anybody else could do that So why do you want to live somewhere You're not happy with? That's just in general in life What do you want to? Why do you want to do something You're not happy with? Well, why do you want to be in a shitty relationship? Why do you want to live in a shitty? Party? Why do you want to move to the city when why? you hate noise? Yeah, why yeah, exactly? Why do you want to move to the city? Hate noise. Sure. These are all these are all your choices, your and then most of them are bad choices. Make good choices. If you know you don't like this, move. If you don't, you don't like noise, move. You know what I mean? It's it's simple. But instead, you want to make work. You want to make cause all kinds of damage and shit from other people that are perfectly content, perfectly happy. People are jogging in the streets to having a the time. There's children there. What the fuck is wrong with you?
1: what what's happened in Pakistan. And
2: you know what? And I understand. I understand terror and all this bullshit. But, you know, let's talk about World Trade Center when all that shit happened, okay? Cowardly attacked buildings like that. But to attack, like, the, the Washington, that capital... Um, the uh, pentagon the pentagon i understand that They should be this should be what it should be prepared they should know you know what i mean it's but it's a government kind of you know a lot of force stuff in there okay i understand that's that's kind of a attack attack you attack embassies you attack whatever i understand mm-hmm. that but like innocent places like random like you know i don't understand
1: that. Well, it's just like in pakistan where they you know oh, it's kill. horrible Hundreds of schools. Yeah. That's horrible. Anyway you put kids. it kids.
2: Any way you put it, it's a horrible thing. Yeah. And I, when I was on tour, you want to, let's talk about the Warriors record. I was on tour. <coughs> Prior to the Warriors record, we were in Ireland. And we went from the north. We happened to play in a, a day they called, was it Flag Day? What was the day
3: called? Uh, marching Day. Marching March Season. Day, which is March. the
2: day that the north and, it's, and, it's, and the south. The sound, orange and the green. And they fight. And we, our, the club we were playing yeah. is right in the middle ground. <laughs> right. And we're playing a show. And we're watching everybody, like, fucking, yeah. the North that hates us out, whatever. And I'm like, wow, this is a great time to play, right? Unbelievable. The
3: Catholic and the Prophet. Only shit like this happens
2: that. to us, you know? Yeah, yeah. But show was cool. It, you know, it was unfortunate. A lot of people got hurt out there. On the way driving down, I saw a giant thing spray-painted. It's uh, still
3: there. We saw it recently.
2: Spray-painted. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone's. Someone's... One man's, one, man's free, uh, one man's hero is another, another man's freedom. One man's. I talk about one of my songs, freedom fighters are, are. Someone's freedom fighter is another one's terrorist. And it makes so much sense.
3: One man's terrorist is another one man's is freedom. freedom fighter.
2: And it makes sense. Either way you look right, at it. Right, right. Either way you look at it, you know, they're fighting for whatever they think is freedom, whatever it is, it's still another person's terrorist. Yeah, but it's there's got to be the Marcus
3: of Queensberry rules.
2: Yeah.
3: You know the Marcus of Queensberry rules? There are no rules. The rule,
2: but it just made so much sense, you know. Like John Wayne, of, little John Wayne, in there. Hey, kid, with, you remember yeah, John Wayne? End,
1: yeah,
2: Unfortunately, but it is what it is.
1: We covered a lot of ground, yeah. yeah we
2: talked a lot of shit, yeah.
3: You know, look, hey, look, and 30,
2: never said anything,
3: yeah. 35 years in the band, get Pokey, say something, okay. That's enough, yeah. He's laughing, everybody's Pokey laughing.
2: I laugh at your jokes, all right. There job. you
3: go, that's his job. But uh, yeah. great to have Polky. Was it a band, leeway? Way? Yeah. You know? Another great band. My Gallo was on the rise. My Gallo on the rise. So Wilson we got like... On kind of the
0: rise, that was <coughs> in the ass. Yeah.
3: And then we got Craig, you know? So it's yeah. like a kind of an all-star lineup in a way. Like I all cool, hardcore we, look, guys. we were looking
2: for a guitar player, and I'm in, I'm, I came out to go... I went out to go see Slapshot in Phoenix, and I went to, you know, just go see the show. Said hi, Chuck, whatever, you know, went to go to the show. And I saw Craig there, and... And uh, and and Packer, you know, I knew Packer. Packer was my friend Craig. Oh, Craig, I heard a lot about him from the bands he's been playing with and everything. So it was casual, hello, hello, blah, blah, blah. And then we start talking about a new guitar player. And next thing you know, they went on, they went to go play on a show. I got a call from Ian. He goes, What about Craig? I'm like, i like, I just saw him. He's playing with, you know, with Slapsha. He goes. He goes, Craig plays with a lot of bands. He could he could do it. I'm like then I started thinking about it. I called Mike. I said, Mike, I, 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 I got somebody in Boston. Craig, is a great. I just saw him play. I know he's great. I know he's blah, blah, blah. But I was concerned about whether he can make the rehearsals or he wanted to make the rehearsals. And being in Boston, you know, it's, it's three and a half, four hours. You know, it's an inconvenience. And when I talked to Craig, he said, I can do it, man. Don't worry about it. I can do it. So I said, okay, you going to go. Tall Mike, set it up. Mike set it up. Mike called me back after rehearsals. and says, we got our guy. This is great. And that was it.
3: Yeah. The minute he came in, boom, it was over.
2: Yeah, I've known Craig um, for for over twenty years. Uh, Leeway did a tour in Europe, and uh, Only Living Witness, that's his right. first band that uh, that he was in, they opened up for us on that tour, and that's where I met him. And and um, we have been facebooking uh, for a little bit here and there um, recently, <coughs> and then and then just to have him join the band. Yeah, next like, thing you know, he walks yeah. into rehearsal. And <laughs> That's awesome. Pokey Spoke! Yeah.
1: Well Well, it's funny, because that's, with, with Bridge9 having our, our what, 20th anniversary, I've been working on some kind of retrospective projects, and one of them is kind of trying to connect how all the relationships with all the bands are intertwined. Oh. You know, a lot of people ask,
0: you know... Like a family how, tree, almost? Well, it's, yeah,
1: I mean, a lot of people ask, how do you get on a label like Bridge9? And it's not sending a demo. In fact, I mean, out of, we put out 240 or so releases, and it's maybe a demo... You could probably like you know kind of go back to like three or four bands that we found out because of demos. It's all because of their relationships with other bands on the road, mm-hmm. people they toured with, like you know you and Craig, you know people that you were in other bands with, you know like um, I mean we put out an Alligators record, you know because of my relationship with you because yeah. of AF, you know that was great. And yeah, everything is interconnected, and and even now you know I mean mm-hmm. I could probably go back all two hundred and forty or so releases and. Find ways to connect each
3: one. Yeah, but integrity matters too. Yeah, yeah. That's another thing that's it's a community. Know.
1: Hardcore is all about relationships together and like it's, you can't just like write music and just like it's just like you said, like you just send a demo in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you need to like connect with people. You gotta make like, you bones. To you gotta have out. some bones. Well, it's you know, if I if I did a label where I just put out, you know, I started a new label, I I, had, I asked people to send in demos, I signed ten bands. They're not connected in any way. You know yeah, right. It's like it doesn't make any sense. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of labels out there like that. There's yeah, a, right. Just yeah. about every major level is yeah. like that.
2: But that's the difference in hardcore. Hardcore's always been <clears throat> family friends family oriented. And somehow somebody knows someone else. Yeah, that's works. the difference in hardcore. Hardcore's it's real, man. It's genuine, you know? You gotta be All these it. other label even yeah. with the label we're we nuclear Blast, and there's a bunch of bands I don't even know. But now they just recently they got Mad Boy, they got Exploited, they're getting some cool stuff. But I understand Definitely This is more of Like a home ground You know yeah. I mean just everything Look at this room Look at everything you walk in. This is what we've Always been used to
1: Well I mean A label but, like Nuclear Blast They have their, I mean, It's a big label they, yeah. they, And you guys are a band That you know Are established You know clearly You know you're, you tour a lot You do a lot of stuff So you need that behind you But you've always had A grassroots connection I mean mm-hmm. you know We've been doing stuff Now for seven or eight years you know? yeah and that's what yeah. we like
2: we, we and it's important to us too and I tell our label we just want to get a single out with you guys it's very grassroots related goes out directly to really directly to our fan base basically because they put it out thankfully or love them they're great people but sometimes I feel like um, you know you need to speak directly to the people what good is it if your rec comes out if they don't know it's out you get it you know what I mean <clears throat> what good is it if there's a new agnostic front record but your people don't even know about it yeah.
0: Well, Who's going to no
2: The only
3: thing is about something like that, I always say, preach the gospel because you, you might get some more you know, uh, followers or whatever, more people into the community of hardcore. So that's always good. I had this conversation with a, a couple of squatters, kids, you know, uh, the, John's son, and he was say, oh, we don't want. I said, no, listen, don't think like that. So you play maybe to not your crowd, or you do a festival and there's this band and that, but festivals, a lot of different bands, or whatever, always play, and do the best of your ability, you might, you know what I mean, you, you know you're what, out there to <coughs> preach the gospel, that's all. You know it what is.
2: it is, and I, I've been through it many times too, with people, that, some people just kind of narrow-minded, and I mean, how many people you know were born with tattoos, or born into hardcore, or born cool?
1: Yeah, no,
2: you no, know no. what I mean? Like, I so, you what know, what if it. so what if, you're, if there's a kid that is into Green Day, which, or or some other band, Austin, whatever, he's never seen yeah, a band right, like, right. let's just say, H2O, Agnostic from Dead Before Dishonor, and it's his first show, and then yeah. he's turned on to it, it's like every one of us, come on, give yeah. me a fucking break, are you going to be that ignorant to deny that? You know, I met you Roger at CBG, you know what well, I mean? How did you right. find this place? Right. What were you listening to? Right. Like, don't be ignorant, accept, and, and then, then... I school them show them but I check out this band right like exactly band. well you gotta come come next week there's this band yeah right and hand them a flyer and or accept something. instead of deny instead of like separating don't be yourself. negative it's, it's not, it's it's don't be not exclusive and then we've always right. been. Like, that's the that's secret aid. to our success agnostic Front. honestly <clears> is we're genuine people we're real people we've always accepted and I know when I'm out there, there's so many, there's a lot of haters. Trust me, I know that. I don't care about the haters. I do not focus on the haters. I don't care what the haters say. I'm focusing on these people here, the people that want to hear, and I'm welcoming new people. And if they hate me,
3: yeah, and to all the negatives, like a they say, because I got part they <laughs> say on my father's side. So here's what I say: Listen, take them in. Who cares what they want? They're here with us now, and it's the here and now that matters. That's another soldier for us. So, that's how
1: I got into hardcore, you know? A friend of mine knew I was into good music, and he's like, have you ever listened to hardcore or anything? And I was like, I heard about it, you know? I remember I heard, of like, of course I heard of Agnostic Front, and I heard, like, Youth of Today, and I was like, yeah, I never... And actually, he played me, like, some of the music, and I was just like, yeah, it's cool, you know? But then he brought me to see Murphy's Law. Yeah, and I'll never forget, just <laughs> sitting back and just being like, this is real. This is this yeah, is great. This, this is is fun. fun. This, this is, is what I, I want like, yeah, you to do.
2: I yeah, your heart, you got to like, I was like,
1: this is like, this is me. Like, this is and, yeah. great. And
2: like yeah. I said, there are very few people born into it. There's People like you know, raised. There's people that bring their kids when they're little. They listen to your song. Cool, you know. That's that's you know, so what you want to do. That's how you want to bring up your child. It's great. They're born, kind of born into, and they kind of cater into. But as long as you don't get that negative thing where you feel better than someone else, just because mm-hmm. like.
3: Nah, that you're, ain't... you're here
2: Like oh I'm more elite And those people are fake And well guess what Somebody had to come from something Yeah right It's a theory Which came first The chicken or the egg You figure yeah, that out right. Any way you put it They're here now And I'm gonna let them know This is a cool place to be And I'm gonna try to turn you on To other bands I'm gonna welcome you And right. like I do to everybody I meet face to face But if you shit on me Then I know exactly who you are And I know exactly Where I'm gonna place you but if you're going to be general, you're going to be a friend of mine, then welcome. That's
3: how I got all these guys, all these guys. I met through music, and I go up to them, actually. I went up to Raj and said, hey, Raj, I like that guy. Let's go get him in the band. Boom. I don't care. I didn't never heard him sing. You know? What do they call that? It audition. They said, hey, I like that guy, he's a nice guy, I met him on the dance floor, we used to bump into each other on the dance floor, and I said, wow, he's a fair guy on the dance floor, because you know when a guy's going to cheap shot you, and I don't go for that shit, you know what I mean? So he was a nice guy, and then boom, I, hey, when you come, he came down, boom, that was it, here we are 33, 34 years later, and that's, that's what hardcore is about. Mikey, the worst bass player in the world. He couldn't even tune the fucking
0: bass.
2: I walked into the rehearsal. I never go to rehearsal. I walked in. I looked at his bass and said, that's got to go. Oh, the bass. He out. had the
3: Paul McCartney bass. <laughs> it
0: was a Gibson <laughs>
2: Oh, God. That's got to go. Look. I made Kabula cut the tip off that one. Yeah, he
3: had a... It looked like a giant violin <laughs> bass. I
1: said, cut the tip off." Yeah,
3: her. Sid the Kid had
1: that. I'm just a jerk. Appreciate yeah. you guys coming up here. And, I mean, again, it's... Been doing a lot of stuff over the years, and look forward to working with you again in the future. You know, just like so that you came. Thank
3: up you, Chris. Thank really, you know. awesome. And we're yeah, all off you. the beaten path. Yeah, that's why we're here.
2: Oh, he's really off the beaten path. <laughs> yeah, this bed. guy's off. He's, he's, he's in a whole different way. I, I want to <laughs>
3: maybe host a, a, val, uh, a retirement party up here for me, guys. With coffee club. next time. <laughs> coffee. Yeah, you can bring the cigar people in here. Uh, right? Yeah, some, some cigars, pizza. coffee, and ganolis.
1: Set
3: something up on the roof. I'll yeah, play. that'd be nice. I'll have a retire. I want to have a retirement party in every city I played. I've been coming Man. here fucking forty any, years. Yeah, fuck. Any plans for that? You know, a
1: little. Uh, Not yet. I'm making them. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm
3: setting it up. I've, I got thirty six months to no, go. We let
2: him do what he wants. He's crazy. So.
1: Uh. Thirty six months. Yeah. You'll count
2: it. That's right. And you month. can't buy that at the entertainment. Remember him, that. Him, if, you him, if you see him like in ten months, he'll tell you exactly. Twenty six months. 25 <laughs> yeah. months as the tour starts winding down it starts telling you a fucking hour yeah yeah hours oh, come month. on guys we're gonna be home in 72 hours yeah.
3: I figure out of that 72 hours how many hours you gonna sleep how many hours you gonna be by yourself jerking off or going to the bathroom so taking have worry, a shower yeah so you <laughs> only gotta worry a couple <clears throat> hours And you only gonna look at my face for like 15 hours I get out of here after that and I'll see you at rehearsal I see you in the pit
0: well, I think we're gonna end on that I mean, a
3: lot, Thank a guys. I you got him, man. It was fun. I it was great. Why am I going insane? Why am I the one to play? me